same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wafta. Hey, 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 Fallout Fury, and with me... I'm really waiting for this one. He, he used to be my Doc Holiday. He became my Bobo Del Rey. Oh, okay, well, I can deal with that. He is my Erp childhood. Oh! That's fair. I feel like that was kind of an insult. <laughs> that was like, that was a shot. Yeah. Oh, and... Uh, <laughs> With us, as usual, the lovely and talented, the woman who will never dress like the stuff in this comic, <laughs> is the Baroness of Mrs. Jennifer Allen. Not even behind closed doors. No. <laughs> well, no one can dress like that unless it's painted onto them. Yeah, I mean. There's no way clothing you, would you're, fit. You're in this, like, I'm a cross between Cher and Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You know, with a budget. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce a returning guest, and thank you again for putting up with our shenanigans there's uh, nothing to put up with I, I love every second of it thank you justin stacy many thanks for returning thank you for having me absolutely so justin you are actually a fan of this comic uh which of course is winona earth is what we are doing today yeah you know i've i've read uh a little bit of the older stuff because um, we'll be talking about this as, as the episode goes on. But what what we're discussing today is actually a comic based on the series, based on the comic from years prior, and the older stuff is a little bit different. But I I, have, I ended up liking this too, so um, I, I think that's kind of interesting. I don't usually discuss uh, graphic novel to series to comic like this, so I think it'll be kind of interesting. Interesting. I don't know if maybe you read a different one than we read. Then, I hope not. I read home. I read. <laughs> was supposed to be homecoming and i hope, I, I hope you did <laughs> I, I uh, you know it's gonna be an interesting uh meeting if i read a completely different yeah. uh, okay. does bobo look familiar no okay, okay. So i read we read different stuff this is, this is gonna be an interesting meeting because i i have uh what i read is called homecoming in the trade paperback but it's six issues and the the art um you'll, you'll see what i mean i guess if i can if i can find a way to display it because what i read all the artwork makes the characters look like the characters in the show oh yeah no we will be talking about this yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking yeah. about the older stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Awesome. Um, this is going to be an interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're talking uh, about Barbarella meets the Matrix. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now I understand better what Josh meant by 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 ripping on the on the comic. <laughs> well, my first thought the first time I saw her on page, I was like, "Wait, is this a Marvel X Men comic?" Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, I mean. If you took the head off and removed any like identifying features and it was just the base outfit, that's all Marvel X Men female. I mean, it it is a lot of especially 90s uh, Goblin Queen. Giant boobs. Emma Frost. Every every woman in the comic is hypersexualized. Got at least double D's. uh, Oh, God, no, that's not double D's. That's probably triples. but whatever but we're, we're going towards the middle of the yeah we're, we're, we're you know like 30 38 20 no, like, like 30, 32. 32 yeah oh yeah yeah so this is a picture of Winona Earp homecoming oh, yeah. oh good why couldn't we read it so what I grabbed was called strange inheritance Oh, okay. All right. And it it was yep. the 2003 yep. like original. And and I see was the picture on the cover, and the artwork on the cover is nothing like the four other types right. of artwork that exist within the right. graphic novel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The cover looks more like what you what you read, the homecoming. It looks much. In fact, it looks almost identical. Right. To yeah. The art. Right. Right. Of what you read. Right. Um. For for example, I have I have never seen a woman wrapped in mummy gauze that is actually able to just stand up and only her nipples are covered. Well, uh, she was also, if you notice, anybody, if you've ever watched any mummy movie, any mummy movie, they don't individually wrap breasts so that they are still stand out and, you know, lifted, right, right. And, lifted and separated. They right. smoosh them 
now. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. supposed to be wrapped together. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's let's start with the show and then swing around back to the comic. Um, Justin, did you watch the show when it first kind of came on? Yeah, uh, not not like immediately, but but by the time there was, it was still in its first season when I started watching it. So it's been a hot minute, but uh, yeah, it's one of those because you and I are both supernatural fans, like the, yes. And so I was watching the first episode, and I'm like, I I had a hard time not comparing it to that, even though they are quite different, just because there's you know similar themes and elements there. And I was like, yeah, this is cheesy, but I don't want to just quit after one episode, so I'll give it a couple more. And it kind of really drew me in, partially because it's one of those few series where I just really ended up liking pretty much the entire main cast yeah. of the yeah. series. Was was really it drew me in mostly because of that. I would say. Well, I would say. We, we made the comparison to another series that wasn't Supernatural that was also pretty bubblegummy, um, Midnight Texas. Oh, yeah. I've seen the first <laughs> season of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. There are only two. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, fortunately, unfortunately, because that yep. was like that, that show, it was one of those where like the tension got ratcheted up and you just laughed at it because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Well, because it was also written by the same person that did True Blood. Uh, yes. But it was a network. It wasn't True Blood. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually set in the same universe. I yes. Guess. Yeah, I, I think there it was, was There True is a Blood. book yeah. in which What's-His-Name from Midnight Texas, the psychic, meets Sookie. Oh, okay. That explains he a meets. lot. Okay. Okay. He's my that, That's the one line from... I've seen all. I've seen the whole series, and that's the one line that comes back to me over and over and over again is that... You know, I, uh, I gave up on True Blood around Bay Witch orgy yes that's about the same yeah idea i think that's season three or something i mean it should have yeah. just been like a psychic or something i'd have been fine and then it turned into a weird fey witch orgy and i was just mm-hmm. like no you don't let the fey into your home i'm done with this season I'm not serious. <laughs> no i i liked i i mean it was entertaining and uh i used to have regular watch parties um, for True Blood, and it was, and I'm forgetting her name. It was the vampire that was that ran the bar. Pam, I think it was Pam. Pam, yeah. Pam had the best lines. Yeah, she, she did. She did. Line. Yeah. It was just so awesome to see her. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally. That's the kind of uh, tune out. You know, I don't need to be paying too much attention to follow this. <laughs> you know, kind of plot. But. Yep. So, Barry, you, you finished it before we did. We finished it last night, mm-hmm. but uh, what did you think going into it? And how did you feel going out of it? <laughs> I... <clears throat> I, I watched, so I watched the first season and it's much the same way that Sabrina did like it had its moments it had moments that were like pulled me out of my phone and the rest of the stuff that I was doing and watching and going hey this is pretty good stuff and then suddenly like she pulls out Wyatt Earp's pistol and fires two shots and that where she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn before that just apparently just both of them went straight through his head and I'm just like eh, well like there most of the non action scenes were all right you know it was good stuff and then you get into a lot of the action scenes and it was just junk yeah I mean um, you gotta you gotta kind of I almost felt like they learned from that because towards the end of the season I noticed that a lot yeah. of things that were going to be gunfights were cut to black <laughs> show the aftermath yes it actually made things better well but they also so took their time explaining why she was able to shoot like that. Sure. And and there was a supernatural reason why. And I understand but that. But they didn't, they, yeah, I mean, it was just like, why, like they were, I think that they were really relying too, too much on their audience being so engaged that they would make that connection. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were <laughs> leaning on suspension of disbelief, like yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but take, for example, I think it was around season, or not season, uh, like episode four four or five where they keep kind of alluding to this big bad that's in the shadows and you know if this thing gets out and like then this is all the all the revenants that are like oh this this big bad and you kind of see these little flashes and it like pops out and nabs people and everybody's scared and they're like oh this is gonna be a big bad guy like the first big bad guy of the season and then it races off finally to go catch him and like the world goes dark around them and they just kind of put on like a dark blue filter over everything <laughs> which is awful um and then like it shows up and the fight scene is it's going after one herb sister Oh, it's not you. And it, the thing literally looked like a practice dummy from the Room of Requirements. 
wheeling its way towards one herb sister and then going, no, it's not you, and then wheeling its way to the other one and on a whips out her pistol, shoots it three times in the back, and the scene's over. I'm like, what was everybody afraid of? Yeah. So this kind I of mean, brings me... Give me a give me a rock of divinium and I'll chuck it at its head and it'll be gone. Sorry, that's a different episode. Yes. Uh, so this goes kind of into a larger discussion that I'm looking forward to for this show, <laughs> and especially with my media guy. We're actually going to bring you full circle back Coming back, media Coming back yeah. Um, some people would consider the the label of trash TV to be like reality shows, and I, I completely agree with that. But I, oh no, I, think I don't watch. Yeah, reality shows come below trash TV for me. Yeah. Right, because uh, I won't watch. Them. Right, I, and I generally won't watch reality shows unless unless it's a cooking reality show, in which case I will all binge it start to finish for days at right. a time. Or right. home improvement. That's uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or or something stupid like the Go Big Show, which is like what stupid. Is yeah, no, I, the, I it's the big stupid trick. Yeah, we're, we're both thumbs down. Cody Rhodes and Snoop Dogg are oh, judges. Okay. Anyway, um, Jen and I have a thing where we're like. So we watch a lot of stuff for the show. And, I mean, if you look at a lot of the stuff that we've watched, um, comic book in general media has kind of a really long, like like any media does, has a really long, uh, you know, between trash TV and serious dramas that, like, you really can only do one or two episodes of. So, like, Jessica Jones, not a show you can binge, but one that, again, we watch well, for the really, show we many enjoyed. people could binge. Yes. I could not. Right. Yeah. Um, but some yeah, of the more things like the high end stuff, you know, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, WandaVision, Lucifer, Lucifer or not Lucifer, uh, Lucifer, uh, Legion, Legion is what I'm thinking, uh, you know, okay. high end stuff like that versus the low end stuff like Midnight Texas, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I, I have an actual list of trash TV <laughs> series that I have watched. Most of these I have watched with Jen, uh, Midnight Texas. Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble with the supernatural community, but supernatural is totally a trash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, let's I let's like, be fair. We love it. We love it. Yeah, but we know it's true. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lucifer, mm-hmm. Constantine, uh, Lost Girl, which I couldn't even go that far. I, I oh really? I that's a that, I I fully admit that's trash TV, but I I like love that from start to finish. I'm I actually I know I, I'm I'm with him on this one because I, like I watched like when it when it was still on yeah, before I got same. distracted by other stuff. Same. I got like three quarters of the way through that episode and never missed an episode when it came out. Yeah, same. I, I, I don't know why. Like it was, uh, I thought it was good at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. No. And, and I mean, back in the late '90s, there was also things like Left, which was right. oh my god, <laughs> pretty much like the TV version of this comic book. <laughs> Lex was like stripper in space. Yeah, yeah it was there basically was strippers fish. in space. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like yeah. a sentient space. It was, it was the... It was Thirst TV. Yeah. <laughs> it was the... Um, it yeah, was I was the an adult. I didn't watch that. Less yet. brain power, <laughs> more sexy version of uh, Farscape. Yeah. I didn't watch Farscape yeah. either. Farscape was, Farscape was pretty good. Uh, it yeah. wasn't like... I don't know if I'd call it like Star Trek good, but it was pretty yeah. damn good. Uh, and then the one that Jed and I actually started watching and just couldn't was Hemlock Grove. Okay. Yeah, yeah I... I I watched it. Um, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, I get where you're coming from with that one. After I after I watched, I think there's like three seasons. Or something. Yeah, we watched the entirety of the first season, and like that was when it had first come out. When the yeah. second season came out, both of us were like doing that. Oh, the second season's out. Like waiting on the other one to be like, no. It's, you know, Wait, was Grove the one where they, uh, as usual, killed off Clancy Brown in the first episode? I don't remember. It was the one with Famke Jansen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's got. Yeah. Uh, Who's the yeah, Clancy, Clancy was, was Clancy the, he was the sheriff and he got killed in a bar. I think you're right now that I think yeah. way back. Oh, I'm confusing that with Sleepy Hollow where Clancy gets killed in oh, the first episode. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. That was, yeah, Sleepy Clancy Hollow. was the That's one I actually didn't finish, Sleepy Hollow. I think no, I, I, I got like either. five episodes yeah. into Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is not worth my time. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of Clancy Brown. Yeah, same. And he is like Sean Bean. If you see him in the credits, you you're like anticipating his <laughs> death. <laughs> because for some, well, I don't know why they can't keep him around. He's a good actor. That voice though. And mm-hmm. why do they keep killing his his character? What was off? that recent Netflix movie with um, Jason Statham that Clancy Brown was in? The there's all of like the meth dealers, and Clancy Brown didn't actually die. Is that, oh, he was is a that sheriff. Homecoming or uh, home, front, home front. front? Home front. Yeah. Home front. Yeah. 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 Clancy Brown doesn't die. I know. But he's not really a good guy either. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I fell in love with him in Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, no, I fell in love with him and he's the fucking Kurgan. Yeah. It wasn't even that. It was uh, it was Starship Troopers. Right, Weez? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Starship Troopers cemented it for me, but he's the fucking Kurgan. Yeah, and if Buckaroo Banzai. If you disable his hand. Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> Way, 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 way before yeah, that. Also true. <laughs> yes, we get it. <laughs> the old. I and you or know since just be up on your pop culture. You know with with, with Clancy Brown. Just before we you know before we shift, I've got to mention because Josh, you last time I was a guest, we talked a little bit about your um, your love for proper um, what's the word I'm looking for Christian dogma in your yes in your media. Yeah. He's in a movie where I. I don't remember if he dies, but it's a great movie where he and a couple other people play uh, priests whose jobs it is is to just um, live completely off the rails in sin so that if there's ever a demonic possession in their vicinity, the demon will latch onto them and they can ride the spirits to hell instead of them sending innocent people to hell. Oh, oh my God. God. See we this. Need to find <laughs> The film is hell something. It's one word. I don't remember, but if you look up his filmography, you'll get it. I think oh. all of you guys have probably like that. Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's I'm not going to say a... there's proper dogma in it, but I think you oh, God, like no. it. Oh, God, no. I like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a fan of improper dogma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But as a way to show uh, to show kind of solidarity with uh, with this style of comic, because the comic book, the comic book is very 90s, all, even though it came out in 2003. Again, mid, I think it was, we're, yeah, we're yeah mid yeah, the 2003 you know. version of Winona Earp. Uh, it's very bloody. It's very booby. Well, and let me just tell you what Josh said to me when I was reading it. I was just like, holy shit, 90s. And Josh said, well, it was actually 2003, but the 90s came late to Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, the 90s didn't get to Canada until 2003. <laughs> I stole it from How I Met Your Mother. I yeah. have no no issues with that. But I, uh, I went through my bookshelves on either side of my desk here and i pulled every comic i own that is sort of this style this 90s big boob style um so these are the ones that i own in order from because there this is i'm gonna go straight out and say i'm not gonna recommend this to anybody i might recommend the the redo Homecoming. you guys uh, should check out the redo if you have time i think you might enjoy it more okay uh, um because it's 2016 you can be big boobs big pets this type of thing but also have a good story yeah lift it yeah. up. This yeah. was Big Boobs, Big Pecs, and like cheesy ass lines straight out of the Fast and Furious series. Like, right. And, and worse. Yeah, don't. Places. You know, I, I gotta ask, <laughs> do you guys ever wonder how stuff like this gets greenlit or other media? Like, when you take into account all this stuff, like, do you ever think to yourself, how, how did they decide, let's make this project into something else? My like, only my only reasoning is that, like they obviously didn't look back at this particular graphic now the one that we read they were obviously looking at yours no no that one the one that, that he this, read the one that I read actually comes out is actually movie. based on the show and I think you'll you'll enjoy well, the artwork but if you keep going but. further through the the graphic novel that we were reading because I actually got about halfway through that thing um, and it was painful to do it but I did it um, and then I just kind of skimmed my way through the rest they put more clothes on her as it goes and by the time you get to the end she is dressed more similarly to what you would expect to have seen from the series. Well, and I have an explanation for that. So the first, well, yeah, when you get done with the first one, she has a like in-character fight with the writer. Well, the first five issues, um, it was under Image Comics, which explains like in the background, there's a bunch of like spawn posters and things yeah. that you can catch. Um, and this is like the heyday of Image Comics, mm. like Spawn and, and a bunch of, basically it was just like, you have an idea, Image will print it. Um, there was a lot of product <laughs> placement in the first yes. five issues too. Like McDonald's, uh, uh, there was, I think, a gas station. Yeah. I can't per, remember. Past, BP, I think. Yeah. Past the first five, uh, before you start Home on the Strange, um, yeah, it's like the last shot is her in like leather bra, panties pulled up, her thong pulled up through her leather pants. That are the, half off. No, 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 no. Those are just connected. Those are 
short those leggings. Those are those are her leggings of distraction <laughs> plus five. Yes. And she has her uh, leather bikini halter top uh, of fortification, heavy fortification, and her Kardashian hairdo of deflection. So the next comic, when you start on Home on the Strange, it moved to IDW. IDW, most famous for things like Transformers Obviously. and taking over a lot of those. So they had different standards in order to take over the IP. Then, like they bought the IP and they, they moved was it at it the end of Home on the Home on the Strange where there was like the four page fight that she no. in character had with her writer. Did not get that far. Um, I think it was at yeah, I think it was at the end of that. She has an in character fight with the writer about how he's like, Well, I gotta take a break. You what, pussy? You know, like, well, well, we'll just call it a hiatus. Yeah, no, that just sounds like you're quitting. And he's like, well, no, wait, please come back. I swear we'll draw more clothes on you. And then we go straight into the next series. And I don't think, like, in the, the next group, yes, she had more clothes on, but yes, they're also in, like, Canada. Right. And it's snowing. And then and then they went back to somewhere else, and they had more clothes on her there, and then they went to another spot, like, I think it was, like, in Russia, and it's snowing again, so she's got to be in, like, like that doesn't count for putting more clothes on her if you just stick her into the Arctic. Right. So, so I tasted it before, but the, the trash TV going to trash comic books, and not even trash comic books, but just what I would call, like, risque comics, or not quite pinup level, but, like, that I'm going to show you everything but the nipple. So, there, I also uh, did these in order from... Uh, least amount of plot to what I would consider the best plot. Uh, so keep in mind, these came off of my shelf. So you start with Crimson. Crimson was a boom comic that's about a vampire stripper. Um, I owned it. I saw it in the store for like 50% off and I was like, oh, I remember that comic. I'll support that because reasons. Uh, I have nostalgia for it. I'd also like to point out that these next five minutes are where we get to judge Josh very harshly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Gen 13. Gen 13 was actually a hugely popular version of this where it was a superhero team um, but like the main character's clothes are always shredded and or torn. Uh, this started as Wildstorm, or no, this yeah, this started as Wildstorm and then was bought by DC comics but it was like i mean the names on this jim lee brandon Choi, j scott campbell alex gartner like they're really popular but yeah like the guys never wear shirts the women are always getting their clothes torn off like you can see their butt like are they getting torn off in battle is there like you're not seeing her ass that's 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 a thong yeah yeah. uh the darkness which witchblade also falls into this yeah there was a moment in in uh our graphic novel from White Nota Earth where she pulls out a sword that looks disturbingly like a witch boy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Danger Girl. No which is yeah, like no explanation for it whatsoever. Which is the hugely popular like spy comic book. Uh, again, J. Scott Campbell. But they, that's his style. Um, yeah, that that almost looks classy. Like, yeah. That's- yeah, yeah, you're getting, you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And then my number one would be Joseph Michael Listener's Dawn, which Dawn wears very few clothes, but it's also like, again, a fight between heaven and hell. And um, yeah, a fight between heaven and hell is all going to be about, you know, human, human attraction and, you know. Right. Well, I mean, she's generally fully clothed, yeah. just accenting yeah. parts of her body. But yeah, we didn't need to see her nipples if she's an angel. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my. Would an angel have nipples? I mean, they don't have belly. I was gonna ask, but I was like, nipples. I don't, I don't want to be. Yeah. They don't. Well, theoretically, they don't have any no. genitalia, so yeah. there'd be no reason for them to have nipples. Yeah, that's, that's, so actually, and, and, there'd be no reason for them to have breasts. And but, further down the list, amusingly, I know I had a hardcover that I picked up in a do- the dollar section of Rob's store at one point of Grimm's Fairy Tales, which is I read a ton of yeah series of like thirty yeah. comics basically. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find it, and I couldn't find it, and then I realized I live in a house that two teenagers frequent, so that comic's gone. It's yeah, uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales <laughs> was in another category. I think you took it to Half Price Books. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I took very few comics. Anyway, uh, I've discovered recently that Half Price Bookstores would be a decent place to go pick up graphic novels. Yes, it is. I just recently acquired uh, The Death of Superman and uh, The Reign of the Superman, like all of the comics with all of the, you know, the Kryptonian, Steel, Superboy, Cyborg, all those ones. Um, Were there multiple copies on No, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Coming soon to retcon. Conversations, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, I actually missed that. I was I was in the middle of recovering from my second COVID vaccine. Otherwise, I'd have been here for that one. That's all right. We got you and your brother for World War Hulk coming up tomorrow. Yeah, when we were recording tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So I guess more on on this. That's what I'm I'm contributing. Is I'm I'm willing to put myself on the altar. That I understand at least some of this, but 
in order for me to be 41 years old and reading this, it's got to have some plot. And it, this was... And what's your top pick for, like, most, like, best plot out of the ones Dawn. you Dawn. Joseph Michael Lizard's Dawn mm-hmm. is, is a story about a woman who is not an angel and not uh, a demon. She's, like, the person that communicates between. Um, and Like a badass mediator between... Yes, God and Satan used to be lovers. They had a lover's spat, and that's what caused the fall. And so years and years later, basically God summons Dawn to say, I gave Lucifer that halo. You need to go and get it back. (laughs) And like the whole thing is her trying to, and and then there's a lot of like different symbolism and and the the world has kind of gone to hell. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. I I think it's a great story. And it, it was a like huge kind of it kind of found founded my if you're going to do something with heaven and hell and, and dogma it better be interesting um and you know the rules better line up and in that it really does but anyways back to yes you know the, the topic at hand which is why known earth um i i Honestly, this was the series wasn't terrible. I, I I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching season two because it really started to pick up at the end. Um, I agree. I I'm going to miss Bobo though, because man, they got a great actor to play Bobo. Bobo, yeah, Bobo's great. Yeah, well, I like also, hair. He's like, also dude, pretty hot. <laughs> I, like I, I kind of want to grow that hair. You know that that hair. <laughs> is just, yeah, like I could do that. Badass hair. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you on how it started to pick up. In fact, I found myself going, oh my God, I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. Like I'm st- I've started to hit that, okay, this has kind of run its course. And then they introduced uh, the, the sister back, um, which was great. It's a great like, oh, and then they end it, you know, with basically seeing a, a Cthulhu beast. Yeah. And Which is why I was like, hey, it started to pick up. Things got interesting. They right. introduced Cthulhu. No. Right. And the sister who you just found out is not actually an Earth. Like, looking forward to that plot. Looking forward to her being possessed by like, evil, yes. like, old gods. Like, I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. But that the episode basically leading up to uh, uh, Willa coming back. So like the the uh, oh. episode, I'm like, this is dragging a little bit. I mean, each episode is kind of starting to gain momentum and that one, like all the momentum just kind of dims until the end yeah. when you find out it's Willa. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in retrospect, I really like that, but it could have run into the problem of that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did, where people aren't willing to invest in an entire first season. And yes, it's, but that was also, we, we were still working right. in the days of like 25, 24, 25 episode series. Right. Well, and that's what I was saying is this was 13 because it was a sci-fi 13. Mm. I think this could have done really well to be a Netflix 10. Um, yeah. You know, 10 hour, epi- 10 one hour episodes. Mm. I think you can cut some, I can of, see the, that. I can see some that. of the Doc Holiday Winona romance stuff down. Not probably, out, but that down. Was probably the most interesting part. Like it, for a while there, like that was, that was yeah. Like, Starting to become an actual, like, kind of, like, adult, messed, messed up adult relationship, but still yeah. an adult relationship. Let's just point out that every relationship in this series is a messed up adult relationship, except for the lesbian relationship. Yeah. Which is the most wholesome, yes. and yeah. wonderful That's one thing of the, you know, yeah. that they introduced wait, in this entire... Wait, wait, I agree, but fuck Officer Hot. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, and she's a redhead. Yeah, and and she is smoking. She's feisty, fiery. Yep, yep. And has the best lines towards the end of the series. Agreed. Yeah, or towards the end of the first season. But Um, I, I really, the last couple of episodes, I really liked how they kind of turned it on its head, where the where the big bad Bobo Del Rey of the entire first season actually becomes a sympathetic character at the end. Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. Willa becomes. The big bat. You know, yeah. I really liked how they how they did that because from the moment she found out that she was Willa, I hated her. Well, and and she she had that actress was very good at taking lines that were given to her and just putting in the right amount of inflection and mm-hmm. facial expressions that you're like, okay, she was saying the right thing, but her face said no. Yeah, I don't like how <laughs> she said it. Yeah. And in fact, I went and, and kind of paid more attention. And when she's saying that, a lot of the times she's not looking at the other character. Yeah. So she's saying it, but because you, the audience member, get her real intentions. Honestly, I think that's a, a uh, an 
actress who has had experience with um those, yeah no, no, like not even that it's a, a character that's had um you know people that have narcissistic tendencies in their life and has had experience with that because that's exactly what she was doing yeah. she was saying all the right words to convince everyone that she was absolutely the best and oh i'm so sorry that that you know in and trying to you know calm people down after she'd done something horrible and trying to yeah gaslighting yeah. misdirecting yeah. rage away from her like I actually really started to get into that character and I was just like and there was that part of me that just kept going oh yeah she's awesome this is gonna be the day. no she's the bad guy mm-hmm. no 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 it's cool it's just, no she's the bad guy and like the, the back of my head just kept going boom like but, but yeah no you're right brain shut up yeah I would I would definitely put her up there with like not quite Jane from Doom Patrol level who just everything mm-hmm. she does mm-hmm. with her her inflection her body like the control that she has over mm-hmm. every aspect of her acting it's fantastic but like of the stuff that we reviewed that actress i loved it mm. like jen was like oh i hate her like yeah. and i'm like well you're supposed to but right. that right. is the actress doing an amazing job we're seeing we the same thing we were supposed to until right. the end right right and right. i'm just like i do not like her she is not good she's <laughs> not good um, I think we're seeing uh, a similar thing with the actor that's playing John Walker in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, doing a great job. And, which is why he's getting hate mail from... Yeah, I read about that. I was people. super disappointed in the yeah. community to hear about that. But yeah. I mean, not to, not to go further into that, because that's a, a, a future episode, B, uh, spoilers. Yeah. Um, I mean, this will release a while from now, but still yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Um, I mean, but, I mean, again, to have an actor saying the right thing, but doing them in the wrong way right. is very, very uh, next level. Right. Like, you know, you can have very wooden performances. And not to say that the other actors in this have wooden performances, but they're definitely really good actors and okay actors yeah. in yeah. the show. Um, dolls, I have not gotten anything that I'm like, hey, you're the best actor in the world. But I, I feel like... Like, the more you get to know that character, you better understand why he seems so stoic and so wooden. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a reason behind that. And and again, towards the end of the season, I think everyone started to kind of hit their stride with their characters and better understanding motivations and, and what have you. I mean, I think that the first few episodes, there really was very, very little um, decent acting. Uh- I would, I guess I would say the one that you see the most progression, because I, I, after you asked a couple questions this morning about, you know, what happened in the earlier episodes, because we've taken a while to Mm -hmm. get through this first season, Waverly, the actress of Waverly, considering that she did all of this filming in like two, three months, all of these episodes, and to go from where she is in episode one to where she is in episode 13, you know? That takes a really good actress. Yeah. Because again, you have to play an unlikable kind of like, this is a one trick pony character, and yeah. then you have to develop. Yeah. You know, Winona doesn't actually get that progression. Winona is pretty much. She does. Winona's pretty much Winona. She, well, Winona's, she does. Winona's developing from Luke's canon into like professional hunter. Yes. Right. Well, she's also developing from, um, and I may or may not understand this from personal experience, she's developing <laughs> from what everyone says she is into who she actually is. Okay. She's and going she from, yeah, she's going from everyone says that she's the black sheep, that she's no good, she does everything she does is she's damaging. Her, she's a yeah, slut, she's, she's, she's damaging, she's a drunk, she's damaging to everyone around her, etc. etc. Et yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but she's able to create her own agency. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, I can see that. I think it comes down to what Justin said earlier. There's just so many good characters in this and so mm-hmm. much good character development yeah. that it's almost as if the main character's development is overshadowed by Bobo's story and, uh, you know, uh, Willa's story mm-hmm. and fuck, even Officer Hot's story. Yeah. Right? You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm more interested in Officer Hot's story than I am in a lot of, like, uh, dolls. Yeah. Like, dolls? Yeah. yeah. I mean, dolls had some stuff, like, especially him and the agency, but at the end of it, I'm like, why are you still at the freaking agency? Right. <laughs> well, that's, and yeah. that's a good question. Right. And it leads back to a lot of things, a lot of clues that were left out there. Mm-hmm. But I... I one of the things that I really liked about the the series is even you know even the the baddies that seem to be 
un- unstoppable. Like they all have an Achilles heel, and you and yeah. even the scariest ones, you 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 know, they're able to work through it. And Winona finds mm-hmm. that Achilles heel. And one of the characters, everybody's scared of the rumor requirement, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> one of the characters that I thought was really great, and and actually was a good like character development for Winona was Constance Cludy, the yeah. Stone mm-hmm. Witch. The Stone mm-hmm. Witch. Yeah. You know, because it was like, how the hell are you going to stop it? I mean, uh, Waverly had an excellent scene with her. And then the the final scene that where you see her in the TV show, the Constance Cludy, that's a great, like, Winona had, like, she's actually thinking. She's got some intelligence and thinking well, about how to deal with it. And know. by the end of the first season, because she's gone from episode not eight, mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. is when they, they bury her. Mm-hmm. Um, technically still alive. Mm-hmm. And like, as soon as they're walking away, you're like, okay, she gone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> But they bring her back into Willa's story mm-hmm. so that you have the seeds of why, other than getting her boys, like why why was she invested in that? Why was she doing that? Yeah. Almost to the point where eventually, you know, they're going to have to go back for answers. Right. Or Also, the idea of burying a witch uh, up to their neck flat. in a sand flat. Salt, oh, salt. there was some salt, salt, salt. salt, 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 salt. salt. Yeah. That's some supernatural level yep. shit. Yep. And I'm yep. here yep. for it. Yep. <laughs> That was super entertaining. I um, what they saying? Oh, uh, the other thing I was thinking of is I, I think we're also seeing um, a development of the writers for the show because the whole thing, dialogue in the beginning, you know, staging stuff like that, super awkward. And as we get further into the show, things are starting to flow better. You right. know, conversations becoming right. what seemingly more more natural for actual people to have right. in conversation. Uh, personalities become less grating. Yeah. Right. Overall. Um, I think it's getting a lot better. I think, like, I'm actually looking forward to season two. Yeah, me too. Did, did anyone, I didn't look at on me, but was there a change in showrunner for the for the TV series? That's a good I question. I felt like there was a really Yeah, there was a mm-hmm. hard line. Like, it started to change a little bit, but it kind of seemed like there was a hard line probably around, like, episode five, five? or six. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say, too. I don't know. I'm still on Clancy Brown, who, by the way, has 298 acting credits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll look that up later. <laughs> right now, I gotta go I back want people to, to know, like, say it out loud for them. I'll I'll check. I'll I'll see if I can find. So Money. let's see. Winona Earp, oh, right. well, writer at the top. Very multiple credits for writer and a full casting credit. As we scan the D, forty nine <laughs> episodes were done by Emily Andrus. <laughs> so yeah, she was she is the showrunner. Okay. Bo Smith, um, also is uh, another writer. Okay. Um, executive story. Yeah, so no, it, they just got better. That's they, nice. Yeah, they improved. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So the person that made this comic book is actually also writing the show. Um, although maybe that's progression of almost you know 15 years, yeah. more than 15 years of working with you know within whatever. It, because the, and also realizing yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was too. Maybe it was the starting with we're gonna have a lot of you know starting with stuff that's from the comic book and then going yeah because and the, the show is actual TV. The show is almost unrecognizable. Yeah, if you're from comparing that, it to the, the original yeah. stuff, it, it's yeah. very different. Well, very, yeah. very different. I mean, those first, what was it, the first 10 pages or something like that, that were the completely different art style? It was like something out of the... It looked like something that a high schooler had drawn not on their it, notebook. It looked like something out of out of the, the front. And I, back, I almost like, wonder if they redid the cover for Strange Inheritance, because it is deceptive. And when I went back to look at, at, at what they've got for it now, it is the artwork on the cover is deceptive as to what you get inside the, yeah. the product. Those, those sort of like 12 pages yeah. are completely different art style and it reminded me a lot of yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, exactly. the comic sections, the art that you saw in like the old school Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yes! You yes, know, it does. That's what it reminded me of. And when I saw this, like when I opened up and I started flipping through this, I'm like, this is this this looks cool. I can deal with this kind of artwork. And you then know? you get to and then I, I hit page twelve and suddenly I just hate my life. Well, <laughs> in the, in the see, I re- read it electronically and it's black and white right. and it's impossible to tell what the like this sort of spawn artwork mm. is so hard to see black and white like you're like where does one thing and this one the other end and another claw <laughs> <again>. <laughs> so like, guys 
It's like there are five bad guys in a scene and you can't. Yeah, like that, right. Yeah. Like you can't see where what is. My main problem with the. I think we had that same problem in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too. Yeah. Because everything was black and white. Yeah. Um, One of the problems, main problems I had with the comic was why has it got to be about vampires and werewolves? This is not. Winona Earp. The 90s didn't come to Canada until (laughs) Teenage (laughs) Mutant Right. Well, and yeah, I just. I'm like, okay. And so the only. There is nothing about her, the way she fights, the weapons she uses. There is nothing. Why are Yeah, aside from the fact that she's a U.S. Marshal. Well, that's the only thing. In in the the beginning, they hand her Wyatt Earp's badge. I thought in those in those first twelve pages, pages, ten pages. Oh, he told me to skip it, so I didn't read that. Oh, you should have read that. That was probably the best part of the whole thing. (laughs) Probably because what I read, I didn't care for. Yeah, no, the rest (laughs) is kind of junk. No, it's just a it's just a Marshal badge. It's not Wyatt Earp. Right. So in the comic, in Mm. in if this is the introduction to the arc of Winona Earp. There is, there's like, her name could be Barbara Killing. Right, right. And it would be. Um, Yeah, and it would be. Um, but it, this could be barbed wire's backstory. Yeah. So yeah, they could call her Bass or Barbie. You know, they could and it call her anything. Yeah, and it, it would have made a difference. Be, yeah, it would be the same story. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm Barbie Killingham, mm-hmm. U.S. Marshal. The luscious legs of the law. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know, I think it would be kind of interesting if you guys read the, the 2016 arc, the, the Homecoming. Is it similar to the show? Yeah, yeah. Both okay. in, I think you'll like, the, the two main reasons I would be interested in your take on it is, is I think you will like the plot better. There isn't a, you know, vampire werewolf type, type stuff going on. Uh, and the other interesting thing is I like the artwork, but I, I looked up some reviews on, on Homecoming. I was curious what other people thought. And a lot of people complained about that arc's artwork as well, even though it is significantly different, in my opinion. So I was kind of curious, like, they, they didn't like this art style, which which I did, and I, I want to see what you guys kind of think of it. It's just six well, did issues. They, did they say what they didn't like about the artwork? No, they, they, they weren't. they didn't like it? They weren't <laughs> super specific. They were, you know, I, I looked okay. on, I don't know, Goodreads or something, and they're like, oh, you know, I, I didn't care for the artwork style. I didn't, they, they thought it was, I guess, rather simplistic, and I, yeah. I thought it was fine. I Particularly if you compare it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm bringing it up right now. Josh was flipping through a few panels from uh, from Homecoming, and I like this artwork so much better. I do yes, too. I I love it's that. It's almost like Jessica Jones yes, with, with like leather Texas fringes, yeah. right yeah. on the on the yeah. coat. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's no, why I is... like it. It's because you know we basically have a, another Jessica Jones kicking ass, right. taking names. Yeah. But the story in the TV series made so much more sense for it to be mm-hmm. a Winona right. vehicle, yeah. you know, and it's it just the, the story that it laid out is I just, I think that for what we consider trash TV, I, I think it's really good. Yeah. I really like you know? the show. Yeah. I think yeah. by the end of it, it, um, it does really draw you in. Right. Like if you give it the 13 episodes, like if you just start it, like this would be hard. one of those shows hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, this would be one of those shows, though, that like you're doing chores around the house, whatever. You turn on the first episode, but by the tenth, you're actually sitting oh, down. Oh yeah, no, that was that was 100 me because I was like watching, and I'm just like, okay, I want Netflix to register that I have watched all this garbage, <laughs> and I and I went to go do dishes, and I'm standing there doing dishes, and I'm just like, sounds like something interesting might be going on. Finish up whatever I'm watching, go back and rewind it, you know, like five minutes, and and watch again, and then I'd watch for 20 minutes, you know, right. Well, but I don't think it's as difficult now. Like, I understand what you mean about, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that being difficult for people to go, because there are a lot of episodes. Well, it was literally episodes before the the Winter Soldier movie. Josh and I had that conversation, like, when those came out, because he was watching um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I was watching Gotham. Gotham. Mm -hmm. And Josh goes, he goes, and I told him I had watched, like, four or five episodes, and I was just like, no, I'm I'm done. It's not, not holding my interest. And he goes, give it 12. And I looked at him. I'm like, well, well. So I had to give him a season of Gotham. No, I told you seven episodes. That's true. I said, give me seven episodes of Gotham because you and I got like three. Drop and give me 15. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I told you, Nico's rough next. Give me seven episodes of Gotham, and then you watch those seven episodes of Gotham, and you've watched more of it now than I have. Yeah, but I still haven't watched the last season. But. but I think that this show is not as challenging as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you it's not just putting it on and having it in the background. It's If you're not paying attention... There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of characters. Right. right. You're going to miss stuff, and and it's not going to make sense yeah. later on. Yeah. And if you get into it, you're going to miss some sweet, sweet Fitzsimmons. Right. right? And you're going to have to go back. <laughs> That's right. right. And get all the Fitzsimmons you could possibly That's, cram into your brain. Honestly, you're there for the Fitzsimmons. That's but right. That, yes. Um, although, I am there for the ward, because God loves that baddie. Um <laughs> Guy. Well, what and again why it's frustrating the first 12 episodes yeah. because he's the straight laid yeah. I'm the yeah. I'm the Captain America agent right. mm. but Winona Earp I feel like it, it, they've done such a beautiful job it's very simple mm. you know once every all the, the initial characters are kind of set in what they're doing and they start working together I really think that they did a good job of saying okay this family is cursed this town is cursed um, there's history if you don't know it you're doomed. And guess what? You just happened to have a character who was a barmaid that nobody really cared about and everyone was just like pat, pat, pat. Who knows all of it? Yeah. Who, like, that's her passion. That's what she does. It's honestly like... I, I wrote my character. What do I do? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the little sister. Uh, yeah, all of my dots are in, it's you know, Buffy. bartending stuff. It's Buffy. Right? Yeah. It's the Scooby gang from Buffy. Yeah, she's she's Xander? No, she's, she's, <laughs> she's Willow. Yeah, she's without Willow. becoming a Without, yeah. Well, she becomes the yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I uh, see. I I I put her more along the lines of Xander. You know, a female version of Xander because she's just kind of there. And then you get a little bit further in, and, and that's true. Xander fucking knows everything because he's been around all these fucking people right. for so long. And stops running and hiding and yeah. starts standing up to yeah. things. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. a less problematic Xander. Yes. Yes. True. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine because it's well, a less because problematic. Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, it's if it's a less problematic Xander, it's because she's female. No, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But yes. Um, all right. So let's go with, I mean, I think we all kind of have put the, well, we keep reading this particular comic, but um, Justin, you have read uh, or, or watched more of the show. I've watched, uh, yeah, I've watched three seasons. I do think you guys will all probably, from from what it sounds like, you're looking forward to more of it. And I can tell you, I, I think your anticipation is going to pay off. And awesome. the, the stakes are a little bit, a little bit higher that they kind of fluctuate a little bit to be fair, but I, I think your anticipation will pay off. I think you'll really enjoy uh, the next couple of seasons. Well, that's the supernatural problem, right? Yeah. The the further the further you yeah. go, I think the, I the talk, higher the stakes yeah. have to be. And I think, yeah. I think that's what I mentioned. I had mentioned to you probably last year or maybe the year before, because yeah. I'm like two or three seasons behind on Supernatural, even though it's one of my favorites. And that and that is the reason, is because this, the stakes are so incredibly different from where they were so many years ago season right. one and two and I just got like you know I'd appreciate something a little more related and that's yeah. I, I still want to finish the series I love it to death but that's why I haven't done it because I just can't force myself to sit there with, with the stakes that they have well I mean in, in even even without spoilers you can see from season well like where the last season has to go yeah like what the stakes have to be yeah. and, and what everything is, is culminate, going to culminate in and I mean I think it did a very good job for the stakes but you're absolutely right there's a certain point where you're like well, what the fuck yeah, like yeah. you know why why do i now care because this is so far beyond in any way relating to me you know and that by that point you've also had the main characters die several times yes. and it, <laughs> nothing is lasting and, and i agree with you there are you know it, it's why i would recommend you know, like I said, dumb little shows like this. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't mean to put it that way. Or you're not, like, you're not I know what I know what you mean, though. The actors, yeah. but, right. yeah. I'm saying this is not, you know, going to be up for any major awards. This is right. like, I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to yeah. have some real fun. You know, I'm playing Crackdown 3 right now as, as my video game because I just finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it's fucking 2 billion endings. Um, And I needed something to just turn my brain off. And I'm like, oh, look, it's a shoot-em-up with Terry Crackdown. 
Cruz is the voice. So you're saying Lord of the Rings had fewer endings than Valhalla? Yes. I'm like oh 110 God, hours so. into that. I'm not. I don't think I'm. I don't know where I am in the story, but it's not finished yet. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm at in the story. Yeah, I think no. I was at. I think I was at 210 hours by the 210. time I finished oh, the series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get your money's worth on Valhalla. All right. All right. I mean, because it's a good story. Right. It's, it's a long. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so so I went over to my Xbox One, and I'm like, all right, go through Game Pass. We got Crackdown. Oh, yeah, was that the game that Terry Crews is the voice for? And I start it, and it's like, it's like, we got to fuck on some aliens. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. I'm in. I'm, I'm yeah. here. Let's yeah. go. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, all sorts of media, you know, comic books, TV. There's nothing wrong with just doing something that's just fun. Turn off your brain. I'm going to turn this on while I'm on my phone. And, like, and you know, there's there's redeeming stuff even in even in the most almost the most oh, turns off your brain stuff. Yeah. You know, like I can't go back to like Knight Rider. I mean, right. you know, there's yeah. a, there's a, oh my god, I can I can <laughs> if you just if you mute it and you literally just have it on. No, I don't. I mean, you mean Professor Feeney? I, I don't. I don't know. That was uh, the same actor who was in Boy Meets World. He was the neighbor and the principal. You're such a teacher. <laughs> Yeah, never watched Boy Meets World. Yeah, um, nor have I. But the anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that there's a certain level of Do you want to tell us about your Dawson's Creek fetish? I do I do love Dawson's okay. Creek. Can we do that on a different episode? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty life. Uh Joshua Jackson's National Treasure. Um okay, so looking at though the like idea of to go to finish out with the idea of trash TV and, and because that this really is like a this is gonna be just fun. It's still the golden age of television though. Like it really is. Like you have so many choices for what to watch right now that like a night writer or something that's like even going back, I love it, but the old Hulk. Like, can you imagine oh, something Bill Bixby? plots yeah. that were the old Hulk I, I, trying I, to fly now? I will bring up things about old Hulk when we really <laughs> do the uh, Planet Hulk episode on Rep Conversation. Stay tuned. Oh, when we go to Planet Hulk, when not World to... War Hulk. Oh, sorry, we we World War Hulk. I apologize. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, like this, we watched the Wonder Woman, you know, show for the Wonder Woman episode. Like for their time, those were seen as the like, oh, this is high plot, high drama. Like now, the thing you can't, you can't, you have to have something like, you know, Winona Earp wouldn't have lasted more than a season if you didn't get invested yeah. in those people. Yeah. It would just be another sci-fi show that showed up in fizzle. Well, but you've also got to consider in the seventies when those shows mm-hmm. were on network TV, you didn't have DVD or VHS. Right. You watched it live. Right. You didn't watch it. And there was no way to catch right. it. Right. And for the and love of God, you had a black like main character right. or yeah. you know like supporting character. Yeah. Mm. Right. 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 I mean, I understand, but I, I I guess I'm just saying that even even the the worst shows that we're watching <laughs> are pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah, by comparison, if we go back to... Well, they have to be, and that's my point, is yeah. they are competing in... With a hundred other things yeah. at well, the same time. competing in, in you know, an arena of yeah. so much choice. I mean, there is like a fire hose of choice for yeah. every person trying to decide what they want to watch. So, and, and I just thought of this, and I want your take, Jen. This show got season four at the expense of Happy and Deadly Class. So... It doesn't surprise me. Okay. Because, well, Deadly Class, whatever, happy. That show is fucking brilliant. But I get it. There are the vast majority of viewers are not going to be interested in weird it's more niche, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. where they went season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's yeah, it's not for everyone. And you know what? I'm just gonna go with I am pleased that it got two seasons. Okay. I mean, you're looking at this you're looking at it's the same thing with all the Marvel Defender series on Legion. Netflix. Yeah. Legion, um, Daredevil, Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, Luke Cage, all of those, like these were very, very deep, very dark, very Daredevil's cerebral. the only show I've been able to get my partner to watch with me. She actually loves Daredevil and she doesn't like superhero stuff. But it was so good that she got into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. you're you're still you're still dealing with when you take the broader audience base, you're still dealing with, you know, you get boomers out there whose whole goal when they were in their 20s and 30s was try and get the closest to vanilla as possible. That's why 
domestic beer all taste the same. You know, that's why, you know, domestic cigarettes all taste the same. It's, you know, there's all these... Gun smokes don't taste like... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But... It's it's the reason why you know you you're you're trying to appeal to the largest possible audience. So we're gonna just take small steps, baby steps, and that's why shows like Winona Earp get four seasons, and you know shows like The Punisher. Right. You have to you have to be smart, but not too clever. You can't I mean, go you can't yeah. go over the general populace's head. Right. I mean, there are some shows that do that, and they are successful, but they are few and far between, and they have to find their audience. And generally, they're on major networks like Frasier. You know, I don't oh, know. You don't have to Tell me about Frasier. I, I know. I've watched that series probably like ten and it's times coming through. Back. Yes, it was. It was super highbrow. It was super hilarious. I loved it because I still know to this day, as many times as I've watched that series, that there are jokes in there I still don't get. Yeah, and that entertains me as much as the stuff that I do get. I've watched, uh, and, and I mean. I wouldn't call this by any means like the eyebrow level of the level of Frasier, but I've been watching a lot of MST3K, like, and I've been watching Mystery Science Theater since I was 13. Um, there are jokes I get now because I'm 41, right? Mm. That when I was 13, I was like, what, what, uh, no idea who that person is. No idea who that, because they do a lot of classic Hollywood jokes. Yeah. They do a lot of 70s jokes. Yeah. Like, there's stuff sprinkled through that I know Joel isn't that old. But <laughs> they go back and they it shows that they have such an understanding of the entertainment industry in general and, like, classic movies and everything else that they've got something in there for everyone. Well, and it's not... Okay, so this goes back to not having access to recorded media. Um, in the 70s, whenever, like, in the summers, I would go to visit my dad and we would spend... a week or two at my grandmother's house and in florida there was a tv station channel 44 and it was all classic movies so it was like old those old black and white musicals movies whatever and so that's what i would watch like i would be watching like eight hours god forbid but that's yes it was too hot to go outside unless I was in the pool. So (laughs) I watched all of these movies and, you know, those movies were older than me by like 20, 30, 40 years. So I had knowledge of that, not because I was a big, I was into it and I sought it out because it was there in front of me. And I think that there are a lot of people. That's all you have. Right. And it was, you know. It's like, I can tell you way too much about the Three Stooges. Oh yeah, see, big, I'm, I'm, big, the same, yeah. I'm the same both with Marx Brothers, but my dad, at some point, the video store that was closest to our house had two tape uh, of Beanie and Cease, which was like this. I don't even know who that is. Oh my god, it was a it was a cartoon <laughs> yeah. from the late fifties into sixties. Um, lots of like beatnik humor and like weird things. It was a very weird cartoon, and it was not one that's like you can't even. I've looked, you can't even really find other than a couple of YouTube clips, but. This is one of the first things that, like, my parents put together the two VCRs, rented it from the Mr. Movies, and taped it for us. And so my siblings and I grew up on this late 60s, early 70s cartoon for kids, and we thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but now when I talk to people, they're like, like, so it is like a one of those very rare things for me to, like, bring up, rag, mop, 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 mop. People are like, what? <laughs> but if somebody goes... Oh, Beanie and Cecil. Design, just on us, John. Well, you know that that's a joke about yes, a, about an actual about a song a yes, song an right? actual song yes yeah. so I did the same thing to my children they grew up watching Gumby 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 and yep. oh my god yep. holy shit yep. so you may have watched Gumby as a short between uh, Bullwinkle and Rocky right but these were full on feature length movies. movies yes that were creepy as oh my god. They were like, I remember when I got them, watching them with the kids, and I was just like, what kind of acid dream is this? <laughs> right? And I'm like, I don't know. They kind of like it. I don't. It's fine. Watch it. You know, you're not scared. So, okay. This is no, okay. but that, that, that did some things to their brains, let me tell you. Well, they're my kids. <laughs> but the other thing, what's really funny is, so somebody gave me those two movies mm. and then along with like a stack of um you know uh kids shows that they would just put out like a series of vi- videotapes for Care Bears. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh all yes. of those from the early yep. 80s. Yep. I'm going to tell you uh Ashley loved Gumby for Fight of the Care Bears. I mean that track. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean 
Volpart was some scary shit, you know? No, uh, no. The, it was the, the like, you know, she, the, oh, she the, would be like... Awesome. Yeah, no, she. Oh, do, do not go to Rainbow Bright then. Rainbow Bright was some creepy she, shit too. Hair Bears, Rainbow Bright, My Little Pony, uh, Glowworms, My Pet Monster, Wuzzles, my, Wuzzles, uh, Nork. Shirt Tails, Shirt Tails, Um, God, I can't even remember all Norks. Of them. I didn't see Snorks. Norks were basically underwater Smurfs. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> Uh, the Smurfs, uh, the Gummy Bears, the original the gummy, gummy Bears, yes. that's new shit. Yes. I'm There's talking, new shit? you know, the Gummy Bears. Oh, the, the Swedish, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no like, I'm talking like, these Gummy Bears. Yeah, I'm talking like, Gummy Bears, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Chippendales Rescue. Yeah. Rangers. Oh, that was the best, though. Chippendales was the best. I love it. Uh, we watched that the episode recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but yes. Um, all right. They don't age well. No, they don't. Not that's probably true. I haven't seen that. Unless, unless it's the Gummy Bears. The Gummy Bears are still awesome. But I think I think we kind of have uh, gone gone to the point where we have explained why every once in a while we do need that because I think these shows are probably the closest that we're going to get to like those very simplistic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We just sat in front of the TV yeah. and just stared at the TV. And we watched whatever the fuck was on. I watched. Tales. Oh, I watched. God, I forgot. I watched Hammerman. Oh, oh MC Hammerman. Oh, shoes. Stop it. No, I. You know what? You you don't know suffering. I had to watch infomercials. Yep, infomercials. Because infomercials were great. Pre no pre cable, the 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 network would go off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was in the eighties. They finally stopped just having the color bars from midnight until 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. And they start, they just put infomercials in from midnight to 4 a.m. And I can't tell you how many times in college we would come home drunk from the bar and watch infomercials. And then we stopped. That doesn't sound like suffering to me. We stopped when stuff started showing up. (laughs) Would you start ordering things? Yeah. I, I did not. But yes. Someone in our group started ordering things and we're like, off your ass, like, oh, fuck, call this phone number and Intervention. Yes, yeah, so I think we've we've now seen where our where our basis where our core for this <laughs> real easy watching pro stars right. that had Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Bo Jackson fighting crime came mm-hmm. from. Oh no, that's <laughs> oh, I didn't see that, but I don't even want to. Uh, <laughs> I watched the Bill Bixby Hulk and yep. Love Boat and Fantasy yep. Island, and I missed all of this bullshit you're talking about. And I'll take that crazy seventies any day any day I will watch Hervé Villachez being a you know bus and playing the brain over Gummy Bears sorry Sorry. Charlie's Angels yeah the love boat and the crossovers where the love boat would bring people to fantasy oh god which is just creepy not landing nope yep Dallas See, for me, <laughs> all of that started with so, Moonlight. Yeah, I was just so, going to say, that was the one I was... Oh my God, if you, if you can watch this the series, so yeah. do it. It's the best dramedy ever. I and mean, it's, got Billy it's Chris. so good. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Justin, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. Uh, ramble. The, yes, well, I don't know. It was a, it was a good time. I think we, we got a lot of value out of this one. Uh, <laughs> for the benefit of our listeners, who might be also fans of Clancy Brown. The film I was referring to earlier Ooh, is yes, Hellbenders. Yes. Okay, Hellbenders. Oh, Hellbenders. So check it out. I expect you know running commentary from you, good sir, as you're oh, watching it. It's got to be uh, better than the last Airbender. Oh, the live action. Oh, I saw that. I'm embarrassed to say I saw that in the theater, but were you I excited? Did. I'm sorry. Kinda, kinda, I guess. Before yeah. my brother, I, I still need to watch the the actual cartoon. It's uh, it's so it's so the the cartoon is so great. Though. Uh, That's what I keep hearing. It's it is. And now, of course, I guess there's a new live action series in development or or something like that. So. I'm scared, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so so uh, excited to have you here once again, and so excited to be this close to the pandemic finally being over. Ever, all of us being vaccinated, so yes. we can come out and we can see you. It's it's going to be uh, epic. You can actually meet Jen face to face. Right. Well, I don't know over, but loosening it. Yes. Peak. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, we might be in a loosening phase for for quite some time. Yes, I, guess. I agree. I mean, I agree. I'm I'm got my vaccinations. I'm still wearing my mask. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Well, and speaking of all that, we will have one of our first in the house recordings next week when Reed Woldridge comes and we do League of Extraordinary. League of Extraordinary. I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for that, guys. Yeah, yeah, which means we need to watch some sweet, sweet Sean Connery soon. Yes! <laughs> Look, I, I just want to say, even if you don't end up liking that movie, I, I'm not going to pretend like it's a good movie, okay? But I like that movie. All right. All I'm right. not going to pretend like it's good, but I like Hope it. Hope is, is right. on our list. It's, it's always, it's okay to like something that's terrible. Yes. We all do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's 2021. I mean, you do you and, uh, and more power to you. We have Discovery Plus for Jen's HGTV and my Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yes. So I have my Hulu for my Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yes, this has every episode I ever. But I don't. I really need five seasons at a time. That's really. Let's be fair. Like I'm just gonna go blind with spiky platinum hair and sunglasses. On that note, uh, on that note, we will we will see you in uh, two weeks for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and take it away, Vandello. Come with me, I'll tell a story that you might have heard before. Graphically novel, but the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the Nothing ever stays the same. Do 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 Pretty pictures on the screen, but nothing's ever as it seems. Bye.